I know. I'm disappointed. I always loved Barbie. Like, Barbie, you too? Hell yeah. Uh, Barbie's been, she's been a slut her whole life. No, No, I I mean, they are changed. They've got all kinds of different Barbies now. All kinds. I'm sure they do. I don't know what I don't know what your commentary on her level of promiscuousness is. I don't know how that's tied into it, but thank you. Uh, Barbie was hitting on me when I was a kid. Really? Oh my gosh. That's uh, that's like, unlikely. I feel like <laughs> I feel like even an inanimate object did not find you cool as a kid. <laughs> okay. All right. It's not like you were there. Seemingly you were, but all right. Another uh, spectacular hour coming up in just a second. Stand by. Twisted freak, there, there is really bad news uh, for Hillary Clinton on the horizon. I mean, if you believe in the justice system. And some breaking news for you on the Durham case. We go there in 60 seconds. You live in your life in pain? Get out of pain. We need everybody on deck. Everybody's in this fight, and we need you, your best self. And I know if you're like me, you tried absolutely everything, everything, and nothing worked. Or if it did work, you were a shadow of yourself. Get out of pain with something that's not a drug. It's natural, has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflation. I know if you're like me, you just heard a couple of things that say it's never going to work for me one natural please the second thing it's going to reduce inflation yeah i've had the strong stuff i've had ibuprofen 800 it does nothing ever for anything but maybe that's just me so i was not for trying relief factor my wife said try relief factor because i'm not going to listen to you whine anymore so i did after three weeks, I stopped taking it because I said, see, it's not working. And within a day, I was like, ow, ow, ow. okay, it is working. And now I'm 99, 95 to 99% pain-free most of the time. I mean, that, I have my life back 95%. That is fantastic. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800, the number four, Relief. 800, the number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. All righty then. So let's look at what's happening in the Hillary Clinton case. You know, the one that nobody seems to be talking about or covering in the mainstream media. Isn't that weird? 
Um, did you talk about this, by the way, in your podcast that's coming out this weekend with Bill Barr? Oh, yes, I did. Mm. I'll, I'll get to that here in a second. Okay. Uh, government prosecutors on Wednesday presented the jury with Michael Sussman's billing records, which they say prove he charged the Hillary Clinton campaign for his meeting with the then FBI general counsel, James Baker, where he shared allegations of covert communications channel between the Trump organization and Russia's Alpha Bank. Now, Sussman has put, I mean, uh, uh, the prosecution here has put together a really solid case. John Durham did his did his due diligence on this. He's had people testify against Sussman saying, oh, yeah, no, Hillary knew uh, they were putting it all together. And this was the plan. People from the inside. They had people from the FBI going it. We I love this quote. We actually thought when we looked into this, that the person who came up with this intel had some sort of mental deficiency. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, all kinds of stuff. Yesterday, uh, they had a paralegal with the special counsel of John Durham taking everybody through all of the records. Yesterday, they produced the record from Perkins Coy, the law firm, that they say proves the law firm billed Hillary for America for the meeting Sussman had with Baker at FBI headquarters. He's, they've got much more than just this. Um, they have people that were in the Hillary campaign that said, oh, no, he met for that. that that's what he was meeting for. This is just trying to get him nailed down as lying about that. And once you've established that, then you move on forward. But a lot of stuff is tying Hillary directly to this. On the bill, dated September 19th, Clinton campaign is listed as the client. The time listed is 3.3 hours. The memo states work and communications regarding confidential project. Other testimony revealed Sussman charged approximately $800 an hour. Durham's team also produced a receipt from Staples near Perkins Coy in Washington uh, on September 13th. On the receipt, it says the receipt is for two pack of flash drives. That's what Sussman brought to the FBI. Okay. To, now, it could be, hey, I billed them for two other thumb drives on that day before I went to the FBI. Sure. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, could not be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most likely. <laughs> yeah. Not. That's where I'm leaning right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Uh, now, they say that um, this the Sussman usually will write, um, you know, uh, for um, um, FBI interrogation or met with the FBI on any bill for any client. He will put a note next to that bill FBI meeting. And his attorney said, do you see that anywhere? And they're like, no. Do you see that anywhere? Why, if he was trying to hide the fact that he was meeting for Hillary Clinton and the campaign with the FBI, why would he write it down? Uh, maybe it's just me. Now, here's the problem. At least three campaign donors of Hillary Clinton's made it into the jury pool. 
also a uh, a supporter of Alexandria Casio Cortez and a supporter of defunding the police. One juror also has a daughter who's on the same high school crew team as Sussman's daughter. So it's not exactly a friendly jury to anyone but Hillary Clinton. Okay. Uh, so there's probably going to be a problem. Um, they're even talking still about putting Sussman on the stand, which Jonathan Turley said yesterday, there's no way you do that. That's a swing for the fences. You don't do that if you're, if you're not pretty sure the jury's going to go your way. It's a danger. Um, and uh, they uh, Turley thinks that this jury is massively biased. So it may not end up the way we want, but at least we have the evidence being presented. Um, and I did bring this up with Bill Barr. Uh, I have a, a podcast that is out for Blaze TV subscribers today, uh, and then it'll come out for the rest of uh, America, uh, wherever you get your podcast on Saturday and on YouTube. Um, but you really need to hear what he had to say. I asked him about, you know, dude, uh, election fraud, election fraud. You need to hear his answer on this because this is what everybody's pissed at him about. You need to listen to his answer um, because I, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect his answer. Mm. I also said I was pissed at him because he left and he left Durham just swinging out in the wind. You need to hear his answer on that one as well. The Blaze just did an exclusive story on this. Um, uh, let's see. He said allegations leveled against former President Donald Trump by Democrats were seditious. A seditious attempt to undermine his presidency and a grave injustice. We had a, a an unbelievable conversation with a guy who knows what the definition of treason and sedition is and i said when i brought the question up i said what they're what they did i want to say it's treason but i know that's you know defined a certain way by the constitution and has death penalty attached to it so i don't like using the word treason but it sure feels like treason but isn't it at least seditious and he said oh at least seditious and then I think he went, we'll play the clip tomorrow. I think he went on to say, and you might, you might be able to say it was, uh, it was more than seditious. Wow. Hmm. I asked him, how could you possibly, possibly leave Durham out? What, what happened? You were going to come out with it, blah, 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 blah. He said, I rolled the dice, but... He said, my thinking was, I had to, he said, first of all, they weren't done because of COVID. They couldn't hold interviews. Nobody would, you could, you could ask people to uh, come in and chat or be subpoenaed. He said, but nobody was coming in to chat because of COVID. And they knew we couldn't subpoena because there'd be no grand jury called because of COVID. He said, so that pushed everything back. And it wasn't until October of that year that Durham actually could call people to a grand jury. 
He said so he continued his work, but he couldn't progress at all. He said so that's why the delays were there. Um, he said, but also uh, he said, I bet that um, this would come out during the Biden administration. He said, I really kind of hacked off Donald Trump. He said, because I, I told him it's going to come out in the Biden administration. And this was in spring. This is before the election. And he said, yeah, well, Biden's not going to have. And he said, well, that's a, a conversation for a different time because he had been advising the president. You've got to take on these voter ID laws and the and what's happening. You have to take them on right now. And you need to have really credible people and like an accounting firm at these states. I think he mentioned Arizona, um, Pennsylvania uh, and Wisconsin and Georgia. And he said, I told him six months before the federal government can't do these things. You have to do them. Uh, and he said he he didn't. He thought he was just going to win. Um, and um, so he said to him at that time, the Durham thing, because of covid, is not going to come out. And Trump said, it's got to come out. And he said, it's going to come out during the Biden administration. And he said, it's actually kind of good because it won't look like it was you that did it. And he said, um, and it's going to be big. It's going to be big. The reason why he thought they'll never fire Sussman, never shut it down, is twofold. He said, one, they're not going to fire him because then it will look like they're hiding something. And I said, they don't care about any of that stuff. And he said, yeah, I agree. That's why part two is so important. He said, this isn't about Joe Biden. This is about Hillary Clinton. And he said, there's no real love for Hillary Clinton. They'll throw her under the bus. Joe Biden, to get the heat off of him, hmm. won't mind everything coming out about Hillary Clinton. I thought that was pretty profound. Now, I asked him, do you think it's going to go that far? And he said, I don't know. It's going to be up to the jury. And we know that the jury is in Washington, D.C. You have to listen to this podcast. It's out right now uh, for Blaze TV subscribers. If you're not part of the family, would you join us, please? Last night I did a show uh, and we had Mark Levin. We talked about the shooting and we had Mark Levin on and um, Ali Beth Stuckey, she, who is fantastic. If you've never heard her really a conversation about the shootings and about America and the direction that we're going that you're not going to hear anyplace else. Um, you know, you built a great network for those of you who subscribe uh, and we are going to be the last man standing. Um, and that's been our intention the whole time, be able to get the voice out. And we have some great people behind us. Join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You'll save right now on your year's subscription. If you use the promo code Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Or back or something. I don't have any. I haven't. I, I was one of the first subscribers, okay? I haven't had to do it. Yeah, you got the hookup. I heard you get it for free. <laughs> so I, I don't know what you're a, talking about. Mm. 
My son, my son, I don't know about what my son has uh, as a Blaze subscription. I have no idea if he's mm. meeting with the Chinese or anything like that. I don't mm. know what you're saying there. Now we know you're, I know. you're shade for, all of a sudden. For, first of all, you're getting Blaze TV subscriptions for free. Then all of a sudden, no, there's there's art that's being sold. Glenn all of a sudden's an artist and selling expensive paintings to just random people all yeah, but, over the earth. But unlike Hunter, under, unlike Hunter Biden. Mine clearly is money laundering. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. okay good. So uh, <laughs> what do babysitting, bike repair, lemonade stands have to do with each other? They're just a few of the many businesses the kids have already started after reading the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. You might think, who cares if my kid or grandkid starts a business? The answer is you should. Learning how to operate a business has a lasting impact on kids. One's that, one that will carry with them all the way through adulthood. It keeps them uh, appreciating the value of hard work, of running a business, of risk, doing things on their own, figuring things out for themselves, learning how to work with people. It helps them bridge the gap between the magical world where mommy and daddy and their teachers do everything, even organize the game. Kids, grab a baseball bat, go out and play, And if people start screaming and, oh, my gosh, he's cheating, work it out. That's the real world that our kids need to be in. Give them opportunities to solve problems and encourage them to start their own business. A book that will help you get them excited about it is the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. I can't believe what this uh, book teaches. And in a very entertaining way that all your kids are going to love, really. You'll get it for free. Just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's just the cost of shipping for the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. Every home should have these books. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, can you ask Jason to join us in about 10 minutes from now? I want to finish up on the Hunter Biden. Have you seen the latest on the Hunter Biden laptop? No, I've not. Okay. You still interested? In I am definitely interested. Okay. I Because it's getting much, much worse for Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Mm. So here's the latest from the Washington Examiner. Records located on a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop suggest he took personal data from his sister-in-law's cell phones over a dozen times between 2017 and 2018 without her consent. This according to a former Secret Service agent who has testified in over 100 classified criminal and civil matters at state, federal, and international level as a cyber forensics expert. The data Biden extracted from iPhones is owned by Hallie Biden, the widow of his deceased brother, Beau Biden. It includes her text messages, photos, notes, call logs, calendars, and over 120 voicemails. Hallie Biden's texts and voicemails were located on Hunter Biden's laptop, were mostly personal in nature, but some indicate she was very aware of his foreign business dealings in China. The whole Joe Biden, no, I didn't know, we didn't know. Uh, It's so clear on these things that they just found. Hmm. 
Um, a cyber forens- a forensics expert commissioned by the Washington Examiner to examine a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop, which was abandoned in a Delaware commuter shop, blah, 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 uh, show that he may have violated federal law if he extracted Halle, Berry's, uh, Halle Biden's phone data. And or vo- Halle Berry's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. F- uh, 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 voicemails without her consent. So was he was this spying on his sister? Mm. Is that what this was? Mm-hmm. So here's what it is. Mm. Uh, the in- they investigated uh, the allegate uh, the alleged violations of federal computer fraud and abuse. Uh, typically, the Justice Department treats the unauthorized access into other people's computers as very serious. Bear in mind, from a national security perspective, Hunter Biden himself is among the least significant aspects of the Biden investigation. To the extent of his computer files show potentially unlawful activity and shady foreign business arrangements, this is grist for blackmail. Um, Hallie Biden is Hunter Biden's sister-in-law. They began a romantic relationship, Mm. they say, after uh, her husband and his brother, Bo, died of brain cancer. There are so many aspects of the story that are incomprehensible that if you put them in a movie, it would be so implausible it would not work. Okay. Text messages between Hunter and Hallie Biden on the drive show the two were engaged in an extremely contentious romantic relationship before and during the time uh, where he was extracting data from her cell phone. The messages show Hunter Biden often accused Hallie Biden of cheating on him with a man named David Walsh. Um, You are heartless and I will not be treated like a second fiddle, not only by Bo, but now by David Hunter texted Halle Biden this message on April 28th, 2017. I think your affair with David started innocently enough. The truth is sex is irrelevant. David is irrelevant. The only thing I can't abide by is the lie. Uh, Hunter Biden first extracted personal data uh, from her cell phone the evening of May 31st. Records from the drive show. The records obtained from the transfer, including Biden's text message history with Walsh. he then started throwing these things back at her. You met him at this time. And she's like, I don't know what you're doing, but you got to stop doing this right now. Um, she uh, then was writing and saying, look, everybody knows about his dealings with China. Uh, and we, we got to get him back into the fold here because I don't know what he's doing, but he's gone off the rails. Uh, this all in and more all in his laptop things are not going to go well there if we trust our justice system the glenn back program don't you hate feeling like that you know the right window treatments can reduce unwanted solar heat through your windows by up to 60 percent it's time for you to get your whole home ready for rising temperatures with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Now through June 1st, you can save up to 50% site-wide during the Memorial Day sale. It's Memorial Day this weekend or next? Yeah, this weekend. This weekend. Incredible. Um, <laughs> Not really. It's predictable on the calendar. I know, but mm-hmm. it just seems like it was just here. Mm. Uh, ordering online doesn't mean having to sacrifice style or service. Blinds.com has the latest styles. They can help you find whatever you're looking for. They have even outdoor shades to make your deck or patio relaxing summer oasis. Um, And they make it easier than ever. They have access free to expert design consultants, local pros that can handle the installation if you don't want to. 
and 50% off site-wide right now at blinds.com. Their Memorial Day sale through June 1st. Get up to 50% off at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save some cash. Jason Buttrell is uh, with us. He is uh, the uh, main writer, researcher for the Glenn Beck television program. Uh, and uh, he is also our national security expert. He was uh, with Naval Intelligence for a long time and uh, can tell us about a new audio uh, tape that has come out of China, smuggled out of China, that apparently shows that they are preparing for a, an invasion of Taiwan. I've got several questions on this. First, Jason, why don't you bring everybody up to speed on what it is, what they're saying? Well, uh, so first a quick little correction. You said naval intelligence. I'm about to invade your office because it was Marine Corps intelligence. <laughs> Same um, thing. You're so on boats. Big error. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, my Ooh, apologies. My <laughs> apologies to every Marine. <laughs> Just said it to set him off. Go ahead. So, yeah, this is a uh, – this isn't a – uh, like a council meeting of their war war mobilization. So I want to make that clarification because this does appear to be legitimate. Um, they are talking about a massive war mobilization effort on basically this is theory crafting. What do we need to do? So where do we need to get conscripts? How do we retrofit ships to get the amount, which they're guessing in this uh, meeting would take about 953 ships, which is oddly very specific. Um, and they also talk about 140,000 soldiers. They're talking about private companies that need to be utilized. Yeah, I say private in air quotes, um, public-private companies. Yeah, no, it's a be, partnership. Uh, it's a public-private private partnership. It's oh. what will be soon, but go ahead. Um, 140,000 soldiers. Uh, yeah, they just, they just go on in very, deta- very, you know, very good detail. It goes on for about 56 minutes. I've looked at some of the all. Well, I've looked at all the names. Uh, I've matched up all the faces. These are real people. So this does appear to be legitimate. I do want to say though that they're just one part of this massive, you know, you know, structure within China that's looking at invading Taiwan. And make no mistake, that is invading Taiwan is a national security necessity for China. They will try it eventually. When is up to, you know, you know, interpretation. I, I think they're still very far off, at, at least 10 years off. Right. Now, That's wait my... a minute. Hang on just a second. Uh, and I think anybody in the intelligence community, because I've talked to several of them, would agree with you that we're at least five years off between five and 10. Um, is this different than what we do at the Pentagon? You know, I mean, we should have a plan on, you know, invading Canada in case they went crazy. Um, that's what they should do is have a plan for anything. Is that what this is? Yes, I, I think that's what this is, but it has a little bit more teeth because so when I was in the intelligence community, we did a lot of war gaming, uh, you know, for multiple different countries. So we had the plan in place if it would, you know, we need it. I think the difference here is that 
this is their national. So if there's some, let's say that we, it was our national security imperative that we invade Cuba and we, we, and everyone knew we were going to do it at some point. Well, then this would be a lot more, I guess, worrisome if there was something that leaked that showed that we were this far ahead in the planning. Okay. So that's a difference here. Like they will do this soon. Well, you know, they will do this in in the future. Yeah. Uh, So soon for the Chinese. (laughs) Which could be a, right, right. Know, 500 years away. Um, let me ask you the next obvious question. In a state that has total surveillance, total surveillance, and records of everybody's cell phone, what it's doing, where it's been, who smuggled this out? How did it get out? And yeah. is it intentionally let out? Yeah. Uh, so there's so I was kind of getting to this a, l- uh, a little bit earlier, but I, I there's there's multiple different factions that are looking at this. There's the war mobilization faction like this. They're all go- like their job is to make sure that if we do this, we're prepared to do it. Now, there's the other factions within the Communist Party that are like, are you looking at the geopolitical perspective right now? Are you looking what's happening at Russia right now in Ukraine? We do not want to, I mean, we're just, we're trying to get our economy going the way it's been going for the past 10, 15, 20 years. That's not going to happen. That's a full stop. Everything they want to get done with Belt and Road. Can you imagine what happens to Belt and Road if what happens to Russia happens to them? It completely goes away. So there's those factions within the CCP that are like, wait a minute, let's take a step back. Yes, we agree we have to do this in the future. But this is not something that we can be thinking about in the near term. Do you really so think it goes... Do you really think that all goes away if they take Taiwan and somebody doesn't blow up the high t- uh, the high tech uh, plants? They control like ninety nine percent of every chip, and most importantly, the hardest chips to make. That's all in Taiwan. You really think that you know countries fold all the time because they need something? Yeah, the, the, and, the, and the issue with Taiwan, looking at the ec- economic uh, perspective, is it's almost mutually assured destruction. If you go after Taiwan, you're also, you know, critically damaging the Chinese economy because they do a massive amount of business with Taiwan. Uh, it, it's, it's almost like an Achilles heel that kind of shoves this invasion way down the line because China's just not ready for it right now. They, they don't have a purely, you know, domestic economy. It's it's purely based off of exports, purely based off of exports to the United States and massive amounts from Taiwan. So they're just, they're, they're just not ready. Um, I do believe the United States, I, I don't think that they can take Taiwan, and uh, not as long as the United States Navy is what it is in uh, the Pacific. I, I do not believe they can do it. And look at these numbers that they're talking about, 140,000 soldiers, over 20 airfields and docks, uh, 953 ships. That is a look at the mobilization that happened in, in Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. We were able to see that, you know, months ahead of schedule. Right. This amount of mobilization, I mean, they're going to start six months later, they'll be ready. So what's going to happen once this ha- start, starts going down? The United States Navy is going to push massive amounts of hardware, you know, multiple fleets into that area. Mm, if we have the fuel, everything off. <laughs> if we have the fuel. Yeah. Um, yeah that's right. <laughs> So um, did you read my uh, Davos WEF uh, executive summary today that I got? Yes. Okay. Can we go through this a bit? Because Al Gore uh, spoke at the uh, Davos meeting yesterday. He was part of a panel turning up the heat on greenwashing. 
And during the panel, Al Gore and other panelists lamented the fact that far too many companies pledge to lower their carbon emissions, but only a small percentage actually follow through with their commitment. That's what they call greenwashing. So his solution to dealing with the inaccurate reporting of CO2 emissions, a network of satellites that can track CO2 emissions down to an incredibly detailed level. Um, he says, according to an S&P report on more than 5,000 companies, only 37% have any emissions target at all for scope number one and scope number two uh, emissions. Only 24% have net zero targets. And of the companies that have set emission targets, less than half are aligned with a science-based approach to even two degrees, much less 1.5 degrees. Uh, 58% of the companies don't even report their scope three emissions, let alone have a plan to reduce them. And in a recent uh, poll, 1,500 business executives from 16 countries, only 36% said that their companies have tools to measure the progress on sustainability. Um, so he gets, he says greenwashing is a major obstacle to solve the climate crisis made up of falsehoods, clever PR, and it's got to stop. Al Gore then shares the exciting news. We're about to enter the age of radical transparency. Now, just hear this. And Jason, chime in at any time. Entering an age of radical transparency. Not for you to be able to see into the government. Not for you to see into the elites. But for the elites to see into everything in your life. He said, I've been uh, among those who have formed a new coalition called Climate Trace, which stands for tracking real-time atmospheric carbon emissions. He says it's a coalition of artificial intelligence, technology companies, NGOs, and universities using data from 300 existing satellites from multiple countries, ground, sea, and air-based sensors, and internet data streams, to machine learning to create algorithms for every single sector and subsector of the economy. This October, we'll publish the world's first inventory of exactly where the greenhouse gas emissions are coming from and in what amounts. He said it's going to make a dramatic difference. So investors, supply chain managers, NGOs prioritizing their campaigning activities, financial institutions, if they want to know where the emissions are coming from, uh, upstream and downstream, it's all going to be laid out for the world to see. That's a little frightening. Radical transparency. Why do they always have to add the word radical to everything? Come on, man. Um, yeah, this is not surprising to me in the slightest. In fact, next week we're going to be talking about on the, on the Glenn Beck Wednesday special <clears throat> about a lot of the executive orders, a lot of the transformation that has already gone down within uh, the bureaucracy which is they call, uh, quote, an all-of-government approach, which I think a lot of us didn't, didn't even really pay too much attention to, but the more that we've been looking into it, it is shocking the amount of the alphabet bureaucratic agencies that are already moving in that direction. Yeah. So if they're talking about trans, you know, private companies using satellites to do this, do we not think that you know, the Department of Homeland Security is not already doing this as well? All of um, we know that... All I'm, I mean, it's in their own words, it's an all-government approach. That's mm -hmm. their main uh, priority right now. A couple of weeks ago, the SEC um, just uh, uh, issued out sweeping new proposals on mandating private, uh, I'm sorry, public companies to disclose their climate footprint and their carbon emissions. 
And it's hilarious that they even have to mandate it because there's groups. And we have a letter directly from one of the biggest banks in the country that says that they're already doing this. They're like, oh, yeah, we applaud you now making it uh, you know, official. We've all been doing this now for several years. So they're already doing it. A lot of these co- uh, companies are already, they don't even have to, you know, greenwashing, whatever. A lot of these companies are already on board. Did you see the second half of those notes, Glenn, the one about uh, the first movers coalition? Yeah, let me take a break and come back on this. This is something that John Kerry talked about. The first movers coalition, that is the uh, public-private partnership that the White House announced a few months ago. Oh, it's it's very successful. If you mean success is getting all of the main companies in the world to go along with it and uh, put together a little cabal where they get their way, oh, it's highly successful. I'll give you the details in a second. Um, if you think that the uh, perfect moving experience doesn't exist, you need to call real estate agents I trust. You might be surprised. I mean, moving is no fun. Trust me. Uh, and selling your house. Oh, we got another open house. We have another showing. Hey, can you guys get out of the house? I know it's Sunday morning and the whole house is a wreck from Saturday. But can you guys get out of the house for uh, about two hours? Right now, uh, we're actually outside on the curb. Oh, sh- sure. Oh, my gosh, I hate all of that. This, you need a great real estate agent right now. The price of houses is starting to go down. Uh, people are starting to uh, not buy houses. If you want to sell, now is the time. You want to buy now or soon is the time real estate agents i trust.com they will help you every step of the way real estate agents i trust.com it's a free service to you you want the best one in your area we'll help you real estate agents i trust.com the glenn back program This is the Glenn Beck program. All right. So John Kerry, we're back with uh, Jason Batrill, and he is um, uh, talking to us about the World Economic Forum and Davos. Day three, Jason, um, the first movers coalition. This is John Kerry yesterday um, talking about, you know, when we first got together a year ago with Joe Biden, he announced 35 companies that were coming in on the first movers, a public-private partnership with the White House. And now it's up to 55 companies. What does that mean? And this is just the 55 companies that are publicly announcing that they're Correct. in this public-private. I mean, we, we know there are far more than just 55. Well, but these 55, uh, $9 trillion in worth and these 55 represent 50% of all global GDP. Uh, that's a little yeah. crazy. Yeah, we, um, this is, again, something that we're going to, to highlight next, in our show next week. It's a must-watch show. You have to next week. Um, but we're going to highlight some of the wording that they used in Biden's barrage of executive orders. And reading some of this stuff is just blowing my mind. They're stating, and this First Movers Coalition is all part of this, is they are intentionally trying to manipulate the markets. They don't care. I mean, they're trying to manipulate the markets. They know that the United States government is actually the largest purchaser 
of goods mm-hmm. in the entire world, mm-hmm. in the entire world. So they're directing all of these companies to jump on board with what the, what the federal government is already doing, which is, you know, intentionally only buying certain things that they agree with, like only things that are considered low carbon footprint, you know, that are green. Um, if you work in some of these industries that are considered high carbon fo- footprint or, you know, your social and governance is not on par with what they want, then they are intentionally trying to manipulate the market to drive you out of business. Or, you know, if your business goes out, then you are intentionally driven out of a job. They, they, they really do not care, but that's what this is about. They're intentionally trying to manipulate the market and radically transform the economy. And not only the United States economy, but the global economy. And that's the lie that Biden keeps saying that, you know, none of his stuff is uh, yeah. affecting the gas price. All of his stuff, including from the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, that's the point of the Great Reset is to get rid of fossil fuels and oil and gas. Uh, And we are going to pay an extraordinary price in human lives, in starvation, wealth and progress. This is so dangerous what they are doing right now. Uh, We'll have all of those. Thank you, Jason. We'll have all of this uh, and updates on what every agency is doing. And wait until we tell you what FEMA is doing next Wednesday on the Glenn Beck special. Next Wednesday, join us at blazetv.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program.